You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with Brad Wild from the Charlotte Soccer Academy. Now, Fall means football, you know, and really the eventual end to, to Major League Baseball, the NHL, NBA preseason, and you know what? My favorite sport, soccer. Now, despite Americans playing soccer for over 100 years, it's really recently started to gain a lot of traction. It's now one of the fastest growing sports in the U.S., and as of the fourth quarter in 2022, soccer is the fourth most followed sport in this country. Now, I'm not going to give all the credit to Ted Lasso, uh, but at the same time, there is a lot of exposure that Americans have now to the beautiful game and the ability to stream and watch games all over the world is something that I just didn't get as a kid. Um, I remember back in 1998 when the World Cup happened in France, me and my brother asked my mom to VCR record every single game and we would watch those games for two to three years just every day all the time and that really was our exposure to seeing the beautiful game the way it was played, not just a Disney movie that came out and everybody ran after the ball. So obviously I'm a very big fan of the game. Uh, but what we're going to do here is, is talk to Brad, talk about Charlotte Soccer Academy. I am a coach over at Charlotte Soccer Academy for my son's team. It's a phenomenal organization that really gives you the opportunity to bring your children into soccer, but have fun, right? It's not something that is going to be super, super competitive right off the bat. But the goal of Rec and the goal of Charlotte Soccer Academy is to have fun and then give you that opportunity to advance, give you the opportunity to work with really amazing coaches. And if your child wants to be better, wants to succeed, wants to grow, this is the organization that can do it. Uh, like I said, I am a coach at Charlotte Soccer Academy and I love it. And we are so excited to talk to Brad, learn more about it. That might be the longest intro I've ever had, Brad, but welcome to this episode of the award-winning <laughs> Brand Butters podcast. Yeah, Brad. Well, thanks a lot for inviting me on the show. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. I love your accent, by the way. Um, for our listeners who are not yet familiar with Charlotte Soccer Academy, give us your elevator speech, if you will, on the program. Sure, yeah. Well, um, uh, well I basically started the organization. I came into it uh, when it was not called Charlotte Soccer Academy. It was back in 2005. Um, got the opportunity to work with a very small club, in the south part of Charlotte called South Charlotte Soccer Association um, and got hired to, to kick off the club. Back back at that point, the club was very small, only about a couple of hundred players, a lot of volunteer parent coaches, um, but uh, had a couple of guys on a board of directors that brought me in and we had a vision and a mission uh, that we wanted to put a club on the map in the city to cater for every level of play. So regardless of a child's age, ability, gender, aspirations in the game, could we put a club on the map in the, in the, uh, in the city to cater for that and ensure that every player felt valued? Um, it's very easy to coach the best players, um, but of course the bread and butter of any organisation, the majority of the players, um, you know, just want to have fun, enjoy the game, play with their friends. It's a great social outlet. So, so that was kind of our mission when we took things off in 05. And um, basically, I had a board of directors that was extremely supportive and gave me the resources to hire some really good people. And, um, you know, being a former professional player and, and coming through the ranks and then coaching in some other smaller clubs, 
they kind of hired some guys that I knew I could trust that would also be a part of the vision. And we took off in 05 and, and basically um, slowly but surely gained a bit of momentum, brought in some really good coaches and the club continued to grow. Um, and then in 2007, we got awarded a national affiliation under United States Soccer Federation called the US Academy Programme. This was established by the Federation after the disappointing World Cup uh, in 06, where they wanted to put the best clubs on the boys' side uh, to compete together in a formalised league. They picked 67 clubs nationwide, and we were one of the clubs. Um, so we created a real pipeline on the boys' side. Um, and so um, on, on the girls' side, there was another organisation in the city that had the girls' national affiliation. So it was a natural fit to potentially try to come together to create one club. Um, so I merged South Charlotte with a club called Charlotte Soccer Club in 2008, designed our badge, and CSA was born, in essence, uh, in 2009. And kind of our mission was then fulfilled. Um, every level of play, from the national girls and national boys all the way down to the recreation programs. So this was never our goal. We've progressed the organization now, moving along 15, 16 years. I did three additional mergers. Um, and basically, this was just smaller clubs in different areas around the city that felt that they wanted to be a part of our vision um, and take our brand and put it into different areas. And so now fast forward to 2023, we, uh, we now have almost 8,000 players. Um, we uh, are the eighth largest club in the country now as far as competitive. Um, and we have seven different sections all around the city. Um, we start as young as four or five years old with rec and go all the way through to U19. And basically, you know, if a child moves into town and never kicked a soccer ball before, we have a place for you. And if you are on the national team or have aspirations to get to there, we have a place for you too. And so... Um, didn't ever envision it uh, would be as big as it, it got. I had a full head of hair when I started it. <laughs> so, um, it's, uh, it's been a lot of pressure and stress, but I've just got a, a tremendous team and a really good supportive board of directors that have really put us uh, on the platform we have today and, and uh, very, very excited about what the future holds. And hopefully we can provide a great platform for children in the community, regardless of what their, their interest in, is in in a, in a great game like soccer. I love it. Yeah. And, and so I, I mentioned that I had, had, had grown up, I played soccer my whole life. I, I was, I was blessed after really my parents investing, I would say 10 years of their life to being committed to what I wanted to do. And that was to play, you know, college soccer. And I, I was blessed to get a division one scholarship to play at Georgia Southern, but that journey was not easy. And I look back on it, you know, I never really had a, a real coach that knew what they were doing until I was probably 12 years old. I mean, I was playing travel soccer with a dad that I don't think had ever kicked a soccer ball in his entire life. And he was our coach. Fast forward to today, my son's five years old, and you go into Charlotte Soccer Academy, and yes, they're volunteers at the lower level, but the best thing is, is you guys have coaches and directors, and you guys have clinics, and you give really volunteers all of the tools that they need to, to enable a kid to have fun and also be able to grow the game. I never knew how much fun I would have coaching kids. Honestly, I was terrified that none of them would listen to me because my son doesn't listen to me. So I'm like, why would six five-year-olds listen to me? But I think it's the only time he listens to me. Honestly, it's amazing. <laughs> it's like everybody else is listening to dad. I guess I should as well. But it's been a real joy to see kids come into the program that maybe have never played soccer. And by the end of the season, they're scoring goals, right? They, they understand 
the fundamentals of having to kick a ball and, and how to shoot a ball and and maybe learn a little bit about passing and obviously defense. But that's been such a really, you know, amazing experience for me. So thank you guys for doing that. Now, I do want to ask you, as you guys have continued to merge, uh, and I hate to bring this up, but I want to see how you guys struggled and how you came through this, is, is during COVID, right? You guys are, an, are a, an event that is outside, but at the same time, oh, yeah. you got to, look, you, it's competition. How, how, how tough was that for you guys? What did you learn from that? And how have you guys grown since that experience? Sure. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, fortunately, um, we, we were a little bit more at an advantage maybe than some other organization because we actually own three facilities. So our main headquarters is in Pineville. We have a 55-acre, uh, $18 million complex that has been uh, developed over the period of the last uh, 10 years. Six turf fields, uh, all lit. Uh, we have a 10,000-square-foot office building with sports performance PT, and that's our headquarters. And then we also own another facility uh, in the Palisades area um, that we, we that came to us when we merged with an organization in that area. And we own an, another complex up in Concord. So during COVID, when all of the park and recreation fields were closed and the, the schools that we used to bow fields and use fields were closed, we were able to still uh, offer something for our membership. Um, and so we would do some technical training, obviously had to be uh, distance apart from each other and things like that, but we were still able to put some type of uh, programming on for children that were stuck at the house and couldn't go to school and, and um, because we owned the facilities. So we had the opportunities then to be very careful in how we put things on, on paper and had everybody spacing out, but we at least can get kids out, outside with a ball, training, doing some technical stuff, which kept us ticking over through, through that difficult time for us all. So that was a, a very much advantageous for us. Um, and then, you know, as an organization, we, we developed, um, I've now become a, a, an expert on Zoom, right? So <laughs> a lot of our coaches were required to do, we did a lot of Zoom calls with our teams in the competitive arm. So kids would come online and uh, we would do some chalk and talk stuff on online a couple of times a week. So we were just not inactive with our players and um, uh, different things like that gave them individual technical homework to do in their backyards, whether that was juggling and things like that. So we were able to do something. Yes, it was difficult. It was a challenge like it was for everybody. But I think uh, we got through it and, um, and hopefully came out better on the other side. Love that. Congratulations, man. It sounds yeah. like you've experienced a lot of success, which means you've had a lot of hard work and effort along with your team into building this. I'm curious with uh, Charlotte now having a professional soccer team, how has that impacted you all and, and has that helped you in any regard? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's been a, a great thing for the community. We were we were involved um, with the Tepper sports organization during their kind of application process with MLS, which we were very flattered to be a part of that process. Um, some of our, one or two of our elite level teams played at the Bank of America Stadium and they brought cameras out to try to sell the fact that the stadium will be a very good uh, location for a team in terms of camera angles and things like that. So it was a great opportunity for our players to play in the stadium. Um, we're very, very supportive of their youth program. I mean, obviously, the, the, their goal for their academy is to find homegrown players. And there's several of our players that have come through the ranks. Um, 
They've currently signed three players to homegrown contracts. Two of them have come from Charlotte Soccer Academy, we're very proud of. And then there's a first-team player that's currently playing, Jalen Lindsay, that uh, played for us until he was 15 and uh, had the pleasure of coaching Jalen myself. Lovely, lovely kid, great uh, player. And so we're really proud to be a part of that pipeline and we'll, we'll continue to support that program. I think it's, uh, and it's great for the game of soccer, right? More and more kids are starting to play and because we've got just, uh, uh, you know, an MLS team in town. So we're very, very supportive of it and uh, we'll continue to hopefully have really good relationships with those guys. Absolutely. I, uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Jalen Lindsay, um, actually probably the third or fourth week into the season. Uh, my son was three years old at the time and we took him to his first game and I just put a picture on Twitter and then Charlotte FC sends me a message and like, we want to bring Graham to a practice. And I'm like, what? And so it, it was kind of a crazy experience, but we got to go out to the Matthews with actually your complex and we got to, to meet the whole team. And Jalen was the nicest person I think I've ever met in my entire life. That guy, it was like he didn't even want to practice. He wanted to make sure that Graham had a great experience. He wanted to make sure that Graham was having fun. And we just recently went to the game on Wednesday, which was CSA night for Charlotte FC. And Graham thought it was the coolest thing in the world seeing the CSA logo. He's like, my club, my club. You know, like he thought it was like, this is it. Like I'm going to be Swiderski eventually. This is going to be the coolest thing ever. So I love that that connection has been there and I think it's going to continue to grow now tell me a little bit about you know with CSA if there's parents out there that maybe they never played soccer in their life but their kids now asking for a Messi jersey or he wants a Holland jersey or he's asking what's the Premier League right I mean when I grew up there weren't kids wearing Premier League jerseys now if you went into an elementary school there'd probably be two or three in each classroom that are wearing them what would you tell to parents that maybe have no clue about soccer, why they should get their kids involved, and really how easy that process is through Charlotte Soccer Academy? Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, when you open things up, it's it's one of the fastest growing sports in the country. I believe that, you know, the it's the world's pastime, right? And I think um, you don't need a lot to start playing. Um, you know, it's... You know, I love the American sports, right? I'm, I'm from England originally. I've been over here now for over 25 years and love American football and, and, and things like that. But obviously you need pads and helmets and God knows what else to play that sport. Over here, I mean, you know, you get a soccer ball and, and I know growing up we used to play with tennis balls outside and used to put bags down for goals and can play anywhere, right? So um, it's just, it's a great pastime. And I mean, and outside of just playing a sport, I think... Um, you know, working with others in a team environment, we try to make sure that we mentor our coaches to be good role models and and teach the kids about good sportsmanship and things like that. So there's a lot of other attributes to, to playing the great game. Um, and as I mentioned, as we've evolved as an organisation, it's okay if they've never played before. Um, and, you know, we've got a place for you. And, um, you know, from our recreation programmes all the way up. And, and as we stressed, you know, we want, when we ever bring coaches in, because all of our competitive coaches, we pay them. They have to go through a licensing course. It's not about the wins and losses. We, we say the success of a coach is, you know, your, your players come to practice, you're a mentor in their life, and they leave practice and get in mum's and dad's car and say, when do we practice again? Because mm-hmm. they're having such a great time playing the game. So that's always been our mission and our vision. And um, we try to instill that in the philosophy and culture of the club. And, and, and so... You know, any family that just wants to come out and, and, and watch a game and, um, 
and I think with the with the buzz of the MLS team and and the atmosphere that that brings in the in the Bank of America Stadium, I hope that we'll continue to get more and more um, families uh, interested in the game and and continue to grow it here in the city. Absolutely. One of the coolest things that you guys have when you walk out to any of the, uh, especially the rec fields, I don't know if you guys have these out on the higher level fields, probably not, but there's a sign right as you walk out on these fields that says no college scholarships will be given out today. And I love that because there's so many parents, even at a, at a low level uh, or a younger level, that put so much pressure on their kids. And I think that Charlotte Soccer Academy does an amazing job, not only vetting volunteers, going through the process of, of safe sport coaching, making sure that, you know, not necessarily that you're licensed, but you're 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 ready to coach, right? And you guys do a good job with the clinic and just making it really easy throughout that entire process. Um, I've been able to coach. This is my third team that I've coached. And I had a kid from my first team. He saw me on the field last Saturday and he just ran over and he was so excited. And it was like one of those moments. I was like, damn, he remembers me. You know, like I didn't think a four-year-old would remember me. But it was cool because, and, and his mom said, oh, we wish we were still on your team. And it just felt good, you know? So um, I think what you guys are doing is amazing. Now, um, I want to ask you this. We have MLS and MLS is growing and, the, and really the, the level of talent MLS has grown a lot. But I think personally, the reason the sport has grown so much is because of organizations like yourself and then also because of, of, of clubs over in Europe that you now get to follow, right? I mean, I never really imagined that I would get to follow all 20 teams in the English Premier League and watch every single game and they would be streamed and I would be doing fantasy English Premier League and all this stuff that I'm like, this is crazy that it's happening. Do you think that really having the ability to watch the greatest athletes on a Wednesday, you can watch Champions League. Do you think that kids are learning more about soccer, are getting more excited about soccer, being able to follow the best players in the world for 365 days. And is that something you tell your coaches to try to tell your kids like, hey, watch some games, look at, at formations, look yeah. at spacing, look at how you know they're moving off the ball. Are those things that your coaches are doing as well? And how do you think that has impacted the American game with the ability to watch that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, look, a picture's worth a thousand words, right? So, uh, and I know... Um, when you look at the amount of exposure that you've now got here in the US with what's available on just basic TV with, um, you know, uh, on Fox and CBS, as you mentioned, you have Champions League during the week, every Saturday and Sunday, all of the Premier League games are on the TV. I know right now in the UK and in, in Europe, you have to pay for that additional service. It's like almost a pay-per-view thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when I go back to the UK and just go into the bait, into my parents' house and watch on TV, I don't get the accessibility that I actually do over here. Um, so that's incredible because then that creates more of a platform or more of an opportunity for the player, children to watch the, the, the best uh, the best league in the world. Um, and then, um, you know, like you mentioned, having those role models available for players, uh, you know, two, three, four times a week throughout um, just continues to create more buzz in the game itself. And uh, and now you have Messi, the former world player of the year, sorry, world player of the year for several years, playing in um, in Miami. Um, I mean, just another accelerated platform to continue to create more of a buzz in, in you know, the world's greatest game, you know? So great opportunities over here for sure. I love it. So who's the club that you follow? Well, as a youth player, I played a, a little bit at Tottenham, so I'm a I'm a Spurs guy. Okay. Through through. So in my house, so in my house, um, 
We're not allowed to wear red because we despise <laughs> Arsenal. And uh, anybody that introduces themselves to me, it takes a while for me, them to crack through me if they tell me they're an Arsenal supporter. Well, I'm not. <laughs> that's like the Yankees red. Yeah, I am. I am not an Arsenal supporter. So, so I, um, when I played at Georgia Southern, Clint Dempsey was at Furman and played against him for a couple yeah. of years. And when that happened, I actually had two English coaches, and they'd all be talking about English Premier League. And I'm like, man. There might be one game on a month back in you know 2004, 2005. Um, but once Dempsey went to, to Fulham, I decided, you know what? Fulham's going to be my club. So I've been a Fulham supporter since 2009, and it has been a hell of a journey. But um, it's well, fun, and it's a, it's a fun actually, club to follow. Yeah, we actually have Clint Dempsey in the club now. Uh, yeah. So he's in, moved into Charlotte. We've got all of his children playing here at the organization, which is awesome. And then some very young good players coming through the ranks with his uh, with his genes for did, sure. Did you see his interview recently where he mentioned uh, and, he, and he got emotional about um, talking about coaching and that if he would have gotten better coaching what he could have done. It was it was the, one of the most amazing interviews I've ever seen because I'm sitting here at a guy that is the leading scorer of an American in the Premier League. He has multiple World Cup goals. He, he in my mind, one of the best, if not the best American player but he sat there and was was literally not content with that at all and looked back on it going, man, if, if I was if I had the coaching that Thierry Henry had, what could I have been? Did you see that interview? Well, you know, I didn't actually. I heard about it and it's uh, something I definitely want um, to follow and, and look up because that that that's very true. Right. I mean, if you can create some great foundations with these um with these upcoming players. And that's one of the reasons why it's so important for us at our youngest age groups to get the right people in there mm-hmm. um, with the younger players, just as good role models. And as you mentioned, I've got a little bit of experience and uh, because there's a lot of natural talent out there and, um, and you, there could be the next Clint Dempsey's coming through, through CSA. Who knows? I right? hope so. so Let's absolutely. go. I named my dog Dempsey. Yeah. I'm all in. <laughs> um, so, and, and as we kind of wrap this up, I know uh, we're, we're kind of closing this out. What is the best way for parents to get in touch with CSA to learn about it? I know that we have, and I'll just tell you from my experience, there's a fall program, especially for rec. There's a spring program in the rec. I know you guys have winter yep. camps and summer camps. If a, if a parent uh, is interested in getting their kids involved, what's the best way to get in contact with you guys and, and make that happen? Yeah, very easy. I mean, you can get a, a website as is our biggest engine um you know we get um and, and that is uh charlottesoccericademy.com and you can go onto there and on that front page you have a recreation arm to as which as you mentioned that's our entry level program for our youngest players um and um and then there's a competitive arm as well you can't start playing competitive soccer here in north carolina to the age of seven so if there is families on uh, listening to the to podcast who have younger players, we would put them into the WEC program first. If we've got some naturally gifted program uh, players, we have an accelerated program in our WEC where we do play younger players up an age to continue to incubate them and push them a little bit further forward at a quicker rate. Um, and as you mentioned, yeah, we have a fall and a spring WEC program. The competitive program goes along uh, all year, all the different levels. If there's an interest in our WEC program for the spring, uh, we advise families to continue to check the website later on this fall. Uh, early registration opens in December and we, we fill up pretty quickly. Uh, there's a wait list usually. Um, so I advise families to, to sort of reach out prior to the holiday period and, um, and keep uh, just monitoring our website for registration information. So, but yeah, I'd love to have them out. And we're, we're scattered all over. So we have a center in Huntersville, Concord, uh, Uptown, 
Matthews Mint Hill area, um, Pineville, the South Charlotte area. We're also in York County now, Fort Mill, and then the Palisades areas as well. So we, and we all, ha- all of the staff work under the same umbrella. You get the CSA way, regardless of where you are in the city, which is important to us. Absolutely. And I will reiterate, make sure you sign up early. I have gotten plenty of emails from parents who were on my team a season before they waited till the last second and they're begging me to call Amy to try to get them on. And that is not going to happen. It's first come first serve. So make sure you plan ahead of that. Um, this has been amazing, Brad. Thank you so much for what you've been able to do for the Charlotte soccer community here. Thank you for, for giving, you know, Jalen the opportunity to play for his hometown team. And I think there's a lot of kids that, that look up to him, but look up to a lot of players that, that have been able to succeed. And uh, I just challenge anybody. If you have a kid that's, that's interested, it, you can never start them too soon. I started my son at four years old I was a little worried he was a little guy but he went out there and he's now in his third season playing under six and one of my parents came to me yesterday we were at practice and said how long has he been playing soccer I'm like this is just his third season the first season was tough but now that he's in his third season he's gotten so much better so don't be worried if they go out there and they don't know what they're doing they'll still have fun I promise you that that's great. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely, I Brad. The opportunity I, to talk to you guys. Absolutely. I look Thanks forward for to uh, Absolutely, man. I look forward to uh, to meeting you in person and appreciate everything you do. Uh, like we mentioned, please like, share, comment. Go uh, to Charlotte Soccer Academy. Uh, go to their website. Follow them on Instagram. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. I'll answer any questions for you as well. Uh, but thank you, Brad, so much for joining us. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All Bye-bye. right. Thank so- you. Until next time, you've been listening to this episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.